And we do begin with breaking news this morning. The truce between Israel and Hamas is over. Once again, explosions are rocking Gaza and giant plumes of smoke are rising over that skyline. Fighting started just minutes after the seven-day truce expired at midnight Eastern time. Israel accused Hamas of breaking the deal by firing a rocket. The Hamas-controlled Ministry of Health in Gaza says today's strikes have already killed at least 32 people. And this is the aftermath of a strike in southern Gaza this morning. So what happens now? Qatar's Ministry of Foreign Affairs, the key intermediary here, says negotiations are still underway to pause the fighting once again. And the stakes could not be higher. What about the remaining hostages? Israel says 137 are still believed to be in Gaza. Senior U.S. official says before the truce fell apart in the final hours last night, Hamas was claiming it did not have any more women or children hostages to exchange. Israel says that's not true at all. Same official tells me Hamas didn't even submit a list of hostages for potential release last night. So what happens now to the civilians in Gaza? The Biden administration is pressuring Israel to help protect Palestinians. The Secretary of State on the ground yesterday talking about exactly that. CNN's Oren Lieberman starts us off this morning live in Tel Aviv. Uh, Oren, the IDF is already dropping leaflets in parts of southern Gaza. What do we know about the scale of the combat operations that are underway right now? Phil, both Israel and Hamas had indicated they were ready to restart fighting if the negotiations fell apart and if the truce expired. And that's exactly what happened right around 7 o'clock this morning. We have seen the skyline of Gaza. We have heard the strikes the IDF is carrying out in Gaza. So this war is very much back on, as both Israel and Hamas had promised. We have seen Israel carrying out strikes in southern Gaza, according to authorities there. That is where they said they would focus the second phase of their operation. According to health authorities in Gaza, at least 32 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza in the first hours of the resumption of fighting. Meanwhile, Israel has dropped leaflets in parts of southern Gaza. Interestingly, those leaflets have a QR code that brings you to a map with Gaza broken up into very tiny parcels. It seems as if Israel will try to evacuate these parcels of civilians along established evacuation routes in an attempt to avoid civilian casualties as the fighting resumes at pace. Worth noting that Secretary of State Antony Blinken was just here. He said Israel had to have a concrete plan to protect civilians before they launched the second phase of their operation. Well, that is now here. He also said Israel needed a plan for more humanitarian assistance, and yet aid trucks outside of Gaza that have already been inspected by Israel, according to an eyewitness on the ground there, have not gone in since this morning. So, Phil, it is very much a question of whether that humanitarian aid has now been cut off with the fighting resumed. And, and what about negotiations? I mean, are they ongoing, Oren, at the pace that they were to extend this from four days to seven days, or have they stopped as well? Poppy, negotiations are ongoing, according to uh, Qatari and U.S. officials. The effort's still very much there. It's worth remembering that we got to the truce through negotiations in the middle of fighting. The real question, why did they break down? Israel clearly believes there are enough women and children held by Hamas in Gaza to continue for at least a day longer. Hamas uh, not clear that they agree with that sentiment. They blamed Israel for a breakdown in negotiations, saying they were ready to begin talks on the other groups, elderly women, as well as soldiers, women and, uh, women and men, to continue the truce and to release more of the hostages. They're looking for a bigger deal here, and that's what the international community is pushing for as well. But with no list handed to Israel of women and children that can be released, the fighting has once again started. We'll see if possible and how long it might take to get to another point where there is another pause.
Oren Lieberman in Tel Aviv, thank you very much. And let's bring in CNN military analyst, retired Air Force Colonel Cedric Layton from work. Uh, good morning. So Israel is now dropping these leaflets on the southern city in Gaza of Khan Yunis, which we should note, by the way, uh, is located south of the line of Wadi Gaza that was driven, that was before, where, remember, all the residents were told to evacuate from the north to the south. So now they're dropping leaflets in Khan Yunis that say this is a fighting zone, evacuate immediately. What do you believe the IDF is about to do? So, Poppy, good morning. What we're seeing here are basically movements down to the south. So Khan Yunus is right about here, uh, uh, excuse me, right down here. And what that does is it shows that they're trying to move everybody into this area. If you look at this map right here, this is the damage map uh, that uh, we've seen uh, with the previous strikes. So right in this area, uh, that's where most of the damage has occurred in the north northern part of Gaza. Uh, there's some damage also in the central part. Uh, uh, but Khan Yunus has some, and uh, the area around Rafa, they've had minimal damage. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to move everybody into uh, the southern areas. And so along this evacu these evacuation routes right here, the uh, Saladin route and the coastal road right here, uh, Wadi Gaza is the dividing line. Yeah. Uh, the northern part is their military zone. Uh, at least it has been up until now. Now they're moving into the southern part. And we believe that they're going to try to have some areas right in here that are areas where they're going to bring the civilian population into them. But uh, having said that, they're also going to be moving their military forces in this area. The IDF will be doing that probably as part of their next phase of operations. Colonel Layton, can we take a step back? We've spoken so often over the course of the last couple of days about the intensive behind-the-scenes talks, U.S. officials trying to press uh, their Israeli counterparts to scope, shape, be precise about the operations in the South. Why are they targeting the South? So the reason they're targeting the South, Phil, is that right in this area, they believe that uh, all of the Hamas fighters are basically moving in here. There are some, obviously, that are going to stay in the North, although it's extremely damaged. Uh, but in the South, they're expecting them to be there. And so what the Israelis are doing is basically called shaping operations. These shaping operations are designed to move people in certain directions. Uh, there are two types of people that the Israelis are worried about here, the refugees, the civilian population. But for them, more importantly, from a military perspective, the Hamas fighters. And they believe that those fighters will be moving in these areas as well to blend into the civilian population and to try to avoid being struck by the Israelis. Colonel Cedric Layden, we appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. 21-year-old Mia Shem was one of the final hostages released in those last hours of the truce. That is her being reunited with her mother and her brother at an Air Force base in southern Israel. And you can see her in this video. This is before, and this is her exiting a car being handed over to the Red Cross to be taken back home. What you're looking at there, that's her mother, right? The moment she found out about her daughter's release. Mia attended the Nova Music Festival on October 7th. That is where she was kidnapped by Hamas militants. A little more than a week later, Mia appeared in the very first hostage video. You'll remember that, released by Hamas. Her arm severely wounded and bandaged. Now she is back home. Well, this morning we are getting new reporting about the Biden administration's attempt to shape Israel's next phase of the offensive in Gaza, a phase that appears to be very much underway now that those talks to extend a pause 
have fallen apart, at least for the moment. A senior State Department official says that Secretary of State Antony Blinken made three hard requests while he was on the ground in Israel yesterday. You see him there uh, speaking with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who also met behind closed doors with Netanyahu and his war cabinet. First of those three critical elements, continue to expand the current surge uh, continue and expand the current surge of humanitarian aid. It has been a central focus. There has been a major surge during the pause in hostilities. They want that to continue. Second, trying to find new ways to have humanitarian pauses, either by extending uh, the hostage swap agreement or through other pauses, both for aid and for those hostages. And third, a clear and unambiguous plan to minimize civilian casualties and suffering in the South. CNN political and national security analyst David Sanger. Uh, David, I, I want to start with that last because this has kind of been dual-tracked to some degree. There have been the intensive uh, discussions and negotiations that were trying to extend uh, the pause that had been in place, the hostage swaps. And then there have been a second track of U.S. officials working with, talking to, uh, impressing their Israeli counterparts about what this operation in the South will look like. How much leverage do they have here? Well, good morning, Phil. The main piece of leverage that the U.S. has uh, is that Israel is using U.S. weapons and is going to Congress, or the administration is going to Congress, for an additional $14 billion in aid. And one of the debates underway in Congress right now is, would there be conditions placed on that aid? And, of course, something you write in the law could be a lot clunkier than something that uh, the Secretary of State can negotiate out with the Israelis. But if you just back this up over, say, the past seven weeks or so, we've gone from the president saying, I'm, I'm unambiguously behind Israel, to the president saying, do not make the mistakes that we made, the excesses that we made after 9-11, to the secretary of state in his visit saying, there are far too many Palestinians being killed, mm -hmm. to now the State Department saying, here are three specific conditions. So they are trying to put the squeeze on the Israelis in part by making public exactly what these demands are.